Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Really happy to have you here. Been here before? Well, welcome back. And if you're new, super excited to have you. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. You may not know, I've written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. I'm the managing director and founder of the Brief Lab, where we help people become clear thinkers and clear communicators. Today, I'm going to talk about interviews and how to transition from one reality to the next. When I go back to my notes, I have to go all the way back to the first episode of the podcast where I talked about interviews. And I was in a conversation with somebody recently, and they suggested that I revisit the topic because it's something that people struggle with particularly when people are changing jobs from one reality to the next. In the military, they call this transitioning. And in corporate settings, it's just going from one environment to a totally different one, whether that's from going from a sales position to marketing or going from quality control to engineering. It's all the same. It's all transitioning or moving from one reality to the next. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I look back at my career, and this happened to me, and... I get it. People get stuck in this in this moment where you're defined by your role, your current role. Recently, I did a podcast, it was podcast number 102, about defining your role and making that clear. So I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that one if you haven't, because it's very much related to what we're talking about today. The difference today is we're going to talk about the interview, like how do you answer the question, what do you do in the context of um, moving from very, very different realities, from maybe from the military to a civilian position or from one corporate job to nonprofit or from a business unit to a different function, whatever that might be, that's a transition where you need to figure out how to handle that interview and how to explain what you're up to. People get stuck in this moment. I did. Um, Many years ago, I went from right out of college to going to Spain, and I was, I was an English teacher. I was an English lit major in college. I taught English for a few years, and I came back to the United States, and I got a job in sales. And I did that for a few years, and I really felt my calling was to go into marketing. So that was a, that was a transition from going from English teacher to tech sales, and then from going from tech sales and into marketing. Those were significant transitions because the world tends to define you, at least I felt so at the time, defined by those roles. The reality is the world is not as nearly as rigid as we might think it is in terms of letting us move from one reality to the next, but we, we can get stuck. We can think like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm a soldier or I'm uh, an officer or and I'm a... I'm a, I'm a salesperson. I'm a sales guy, or I'm uh, I'm an engineer. I can't I can't go into advertising, or I'm a junior you know mid level manager. I can't become a director of a of a business unit. Who says so? You get stuck though, and we we tell ourselves we can't do it. So I can't do it is is one way we get stuck. Another way we get stuck is we we say to ourselves, well, it it just doesn't tra- translate. Like all of the things that I've done in this one reality don't really translate to this next reality. I get it. I did it. It makes sense. It doesn't mean that it will stop you. It can limit you if you just let it. 
there are a lot of things I'm going to talk about today. How do we help translate one reality to the next reality for people? And just quite simply, you know, these are just really different worlds. And I just, I see myself in one, but I don't see myself in the other. And, and how do we get, get beyond that? So what I'm going to talk about today is not just in the interview itself, though that's certainly a moment where people will ask us, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. But more broadly, in you know, what leads up to that interview is how to network and talk to the world and people about what you're doing and where you're going and what your intentions are, because there's a million opportunities to do that. Um, one of the things that I tell people, and this actually just happened to me last week, in one of our courses, there was a guy in the class, his name was Joshua, awesome guy, and he was really sharing with me his intent to go from one reality, but he was like, I just was at an event a few weeks ago, and I had my elevator speech prepared, and I felt like when I was talking, it was confusing, and it wasn't really helping, and I wasn't getting a lot of feedback and responses, and and I kind of coached him through that. And at one of the breaks, he suggested to one of my coworkers, hey, this would be really good if if Joe could make this podcast about interviews and in transition. So this is that was the inspiration for me to do this now. And I apologize for not having done one earlier and going all the way back to the first episode. I thought I'd done one um, much more recently. So here's how you do this. This is there's a, there's a process to doing this. Bef- as you start developing, what am I going to tell people as I go from one reality to this next reality? As I transition, how do I how do I handle that? In creating this elevator speech, well, the first thing is people are like, "Why well, I'm not comfortable doing this because I feel like a used car salesman." You're not selling used cars. This is this is not about selling. This is about telling. And this is if you've been in any of my courses, I always talk about this: tell me, don't sell me. Nobody likes to be sold. Nobody likes selling. I get it. We're selling ourselves, but we're really telling people about what we're doing, not trying to convince them to buy. What do I mean? Our elevator speech is just explaining to a person the answer to the question. That, so what do you do? Or what are you doing? Or, and then we, it's an opportunity to tell somebody with no intent of trying to get them to buy. Because you don't know, especially when you're networking, you don't know who is going to recommend or refer or connect you to your next job. So you have all of these conversations that are opportunities to, for you to refine this elevator speech, none of which are trying to convince the person that you're talking to to hire you. Because they're not the hiring manager. They're just a network or potential network for you to tap into. So getting really comfortable with your elevator speech becomes important. But first and foremost, your job is to tell them what you're doing, not to sell them. Okay, so that's very, very important. Change your tone. Change your intention. You're networking. You're just telling people. So what do you need to do? First, it's an elevator speech. Keep it short. And I'm going to walk you through the elements Again, refer back to the podcast number 102 because I think it's helpful structurally. If you're familiar with the, the, the format of a brief map, use that as well because you can kind of use that as your, your, uh, your prep sheet to, to fill in these uh, points. The first thing is I think you need to tell people what you're doing and what you're trying to do. I'm going from teaching English to technical sales. I'm, I'm looking to get into sales. Tell them what it is. I am getting out of the military and looking for um, a management position. I'm getting out of um, quality control and I want to get into testing. It's okay. Just tell them your intent. 
And if you don't know, tell them what you do know. Instead of the type of job you're looking for, tell them that where you're looking for. I'm looking for a job in Northern Virginia, a job that doesn't require a lot of travel. You don't have to be super, super specific. You can give just general answers because it's true. You, if you don't know, tell them you don't know. But tell them what you do know, if you do know anything. So I'm looking for a job with a lot of challenges. In this first box of what are you looking for, don't throw everything in there. Keep it, keep it kind of simple and straightforward. Okay, a few words. Words matter here. Okay, so it might be a location, a type of job, a position, um, and, and look for coaching on this about what you might say here. But the tendency here is to throw everything in here. I'm looking for a challenging position that can lead me to a community involvement and um, you know rapid uh, responses. I mean, don't throw everything in there because it's going to confuse people. You want to start a conversation, not end one. So make that "What am I looking for?" phrase sentence pretty straightforward. Okay, this is it defines what I'm looking for. Okay, once you have that down. Why? Why? Why are you looking for that? This is the opportunity for you to connect skills from one reality to the next. Okay. So, for example, using myself and my background as an example, when I tell people I was I'm going from teaching English to selling, I'm going to use a lot of the clear communication and the ability to explain things and breaking down complex subjects to simple terms. How to connecting the experiences of teaching people in Spain how to speak English, which is a complicated language, and how a lot of those skills and storytelling and the ability to simplify and create analogies and listen were relatable skills in technical sales. That was why I felt going from one reality A to reality B was, you know, made sense to me. When you say the why here, you start to talk about your background and you start talking about your skills um, in a kind of a meaningful way. So now you've hit the what and the why. Okay, this is what I'm looking for and this is why I, I'm looking for it. Okay, you're telling a story, you're telling your story. At this point, you might take a little pause, just a short pause, and give people a little background on yourself. Okay, how long have you been in this position? Where, are you, where were you based? What was your job title? Um, just a few snippets about where you're coming from, just background. People don't know. Again, you're you're telling them your story, so giving them a little context could be helpful. You know, I was in this position for two years. I really loved it. It was time for me to make a change. I reached the highest level in, in this role. I couldn't go any higher. This is another reason why I move, want to move on. I'm retiring. I've been in the military for 20 years. I was in this business unit for five. Whatever the background is, give people the background. Okay, so now you understand, okay, what it is that you're looking for and why you feel like you've got some of the skills and a little bit of background. Think of an ending. Okay, this is really important for an elevator speech. You have to think of an ending. Remember, your intent here is not to convince somebody to hire you. Your intent is to explain to people what you're doing and your journey. So at the end, think of an, an ending, you know, like, I hope to find a job in the next two months where I'm looking, really looking for, you know, more connections and more networks write out an ending. After you say this, notice how people react. Okay. If you're telling them, many people will respond with, that sounds interesting. And they'll start talking to you. It should start a conversation. It's not going to give you a job offer in that moment. It might, but it most probably will start a conversation. If it doesn't start a conversation, it might be because you're trying to convince them. 
right? People don't like to be like to be sold. So that's the that's the the gist of how to create an elevator speech in networking for a new job, going from one reality to a very different one. Okay, pretty simple. Here's what you need to do though in order to refine it. You got to practice it. Okay, um, you got to own it. It's your story. Right, you're gonna get it wrong. You have to refine it. You have to tweak the language. Go back to what are you trying to do? You know, why do you think you have some of the skills to do that? Why does that make sense in your head? You know, what are you looking for and why? Um, a bit of background on yourself, and then some type of an ending. When you put that together, that should be you know 30 to 60 seconds. In your own words, you're telling the story. Okay, you own it because it's your story. Right, it's the next chapter in your life. So that's, that's it. Don't overthink it. Practice it. Every conversation is an opportunity, right? Every conversation is an opportunity. You're not, you're, you're getting warmed up to that interview. When somebody asks you the question, what are you looking for? You're comfortable because you've answered this question a dozen times, a hundred times, a thousand times. You own it. It's yours, right? You know what you're doing and why you're doing it and why you're positioned to do it, right? And you're looking for people's help. In, in their listening, they'll hear you clearly, and they many of them may step up to the plate and help you in unexpected ways. It happened to me. It was amazing. But stop trying to sell yourself. Just tell them what you're doing. So as you make your move, have as many conversations as possible. Talk to a lot of people. But remember, you're not selling used cars. You're telling people about yourself. Just saying. For more information on our books, tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com, T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F-L-A-B.com.